0: Hello and welcome into another episode of the Data Center Frontier Show podcast. I'm Matt Vincent, editor in chief of Data Center Frontier, and we're here today with Sam Rabinowitz. Sam is the CEO of Lantana, a supplier and uh, provider of uh, LED luminaires for uh, a lot of segments of industry, but especially the data center industry. So uh, hi, Sam. Welcome. Thanks for joining
1: us. Thank you so much for having us, Matt.
0: I should uh, fill the audience in. Uh, Sam and I met and had a lovely conversation uh, last uh, October at the 7x24 uh, fall conference uh, down in uh, Dallas. And uh, so we figured uh, what better uh, thing to do than come and try to have that conversation again for Data Center Frontier's uh, audience. So I thank you very much, uh, Sam, for uh, coming and doing that.
1: I'm excited, I'm excited. Yeah,
0: yeah. Let's get into it. So, can you give us a little background about uh, yourself um, and uh, Lantana uh, in the context of the uh, data center industry and uh, what the uh, what it's been like uh, up to this point uh, for you?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, Lantana LED is not your typical lighting company, is what I would lo- I was like to say. Um, you know, we actually grew out of. An industrialized construction company called Project Frog Inc. Uh, that started about 18 years ago now, uh, and they were really focused on how do you improve the built environment uh, and improve the impacts in the built environment through four major uh, through four major uh, ways of, of of really affecting buildings and design, and those were air, light sound and energy efficiency. Uh, And from that light aspect grew, you know, this first initial seed of a concept of, you know, 18 years ago, there was no real LED fixture out there that was of interest and that really, you know, provided the aesthetic that these architects and engineers and supply chain uh, and construction managers wanted as they looked uh, for these products. And so in the hubris of Silicon Valley, I will admit, in the hubris of Silicon Valley, uh, this group of thoughtful, smart, deeply motivated, uh, deeply motivated individuals got together and said, you know what, we're going to design our own light fixture. And from that initial concept was born this LED light fixture. You know, originally it was for uh, for schools, uh, for education facilities uh, that Project Frog Inc were working on at the time. However, what we quickly found was some of the unintentional applications uh, and unintentional design choices that we made back then really led to some really exciting applications, including high heat resistance. And that's how we really broke into uh, data centers themselves. We were working with a hyperscaler customer who uh, asked us to design and implement some rapid deployment uh, prototypes for their initial data center builds uh, on the interior structure, on the interior build outs And part of that was the lighting. So we leveraged our low voltage system, low voltage, i.e. these fixtures run on less than 48 volts from a remote driver unit to the fixture itself, which means they're much safer to install, they're much safer to to operate. Uh, But we employed that low voltage system, which also is a lot faster to install and a lot safer for electricians and uses less heavy electrician labor, what I like to say, kind of the master electricians, the journeyman electricians. Instead, it focuses on low voltage technicians who are generally less expensive on a per hour basis, but still highly skilled. Uh, And so we started building out data centers with these these light fixtures. And and actually, (laughs) I always laugh at this because it's fun and exciting, but the lighting as opposed to the rest of the, you know, the structural steel package, the interior, the the decking, the hack units, the lighting actually became the most important part of the package that we would provide these data centers and quickly grew. So over the past six, seven, eight years or so, uh, we've seen that business line uh, expand significantly. And about six years ago, I took over the business, uh, Lantana LED business, uh, and grew it from, you know, individual product to an actual business unit, a business line, and now its own company. Uh, and from that, this is kind of what started Lantana LED in the data center market.
0: Got it. Um, thank you, uh, for that, uh, <laughs> excuse me, explanation. Now, uh, one of the things I remember, uh, that we talked at length about, uh, at, uh, in uh, Dallas, was uh, of course, there's the aesthetic uh, advantage uh, with the uh, with the mm-hmm. uh, LEDs, but also uh, the fact uh, for data centers, the fact that they run so cool. You know, they're not adding uh, yeah. any additional uh, heat, which of course yeah. is a big deal for data centers and hyperscalers. Can you sort of uh, recreate conversations that you might have uh, with uh, clients and data centers on on those issues?
1: absolutely absolutely and and for us there are really i think four main points that we that we really focus on when we talk about this with customers uh and and those are two of the important ones you know the first is everybody's building at the moment you know this is an extraordinary moment for the digital infrastructure industry this is an extraordinary moment to be a part of the design, engineering, construction process in this industry. Oh yeah, but that has huge impact on labor constraint, on labor availability, on materials availability, et cetera. So we like to start there with, you know, okay, let's talk about your entire build program here. Let's let's think about what it is that you are trying to achieve across multiple sites. And then let's see if we can't provide our solution, which was specifically designed and engineered to reduce the friction of constrained labor, to install faster, and to require fewer electricians, skilled electricians to install it. Then, you know, then we talk about energy efficiency, and this gets to your point of LED heat. You know, LED technology is no longer new. You know, it it is well established, you know, over the past 18 years, the LEDs themselves have become so de rigueur that and, and have been, there's been so much investment in that technology and perfecting of that technology that these days, you know, LEDs not only run cooler, but also they're designed to last significant amounts of time. You know, for us, we like to talk about our our kind of 90% efficiency but but for us 90% efficiency are is nearly a decade so that means that it takes nearly a decade for running our fixtures 24/7 let alone just you know on off 24/7 for that to reach their 90% efficiency 70% in the industry is when they need to be replaced completely that's decades um, and, and in fact, what you'll what you'll actually find is for most people that's theoretical because LED technology has not been around long enough for the LEDs to fail to 70 yeah. percent, um, which is <laughs> fascinating. Fascinating. But LEDs also are able to achieve this efficiency because they are able to run cooler and we're able to achieve an even higher level efficiency than just kind of average of the market because we remove the biggest heat source from the fixture itself the biggest heat source in led lighting is the conversion from ac power into dc power through this led driver used to be known as the ballast now Mm -hmm. it's known as the led driver and that's really the source of heat generation through you know through energy loss and inefficiency of that in of that conversion Mm -hmm. We've taken the track and and the tack of let's provide fixtures for data centers. We know that there are specific unique, you know, operating requirements within the data centers, but let's provide fixtures that are UL certified for elevated ambient operating temperatures. And these can be as high as 70 degrees Celsius for our products. Um, And for us, that allows us to provide our customer base the operational flexibility to have. You know, we talked with one of our customers to have, say, in Arizona, uh, a month of 120 degrees Fahrenheit or above 110 degrees Fahrenheit external. And one of the issues that they had was the lighting started to fail because the hot aisle temperatures got so hot. Because of this extrinsic external factor that they hadn't designed flexibility in their system for. Wow. So our systems of removing that heat allow the fixtures to be in places where that uh, that environment can be harsher, and it provides the flexibility for these swings of you know, okay, one day it's a standard hot aisle that has you know, 87 degrees Fahrenheit, maybe 90 degrees Fahrenheit. And then suddenly all the servers are spooling up because there's now a new AI workload or something like that. And suddenly you're at 120, 130, 140 degrees Fahrenheit. And you need to plan that flexibility in the products into that. That's where that removal of heat, that's where that lower efficiency, uh, uh, that lower temperature through efficiency for LEDs really comes into play. Uh, and then finally, and 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 we kind of hit on it, which is just light itself, and the quality of light is very important in these data centers, which are such complex, massive, and highly engineered, uh, highly engineered facilities that have multiple systems that have sometimes multiple colorations of essential data cords of. Category cable that's running from one server to another or from one room to another that may be slight variations of different colors. You know, sometimes there's an orange that has a white stripe around it. Sometimes there's a blue. Sometimes there's a purple category cable. The quality of light is essential in really being able to differentiate those different cable types for the operators themselves when they're in the midst of operating these facilities. So what we focus on with our LED technology is really ensuring that we have a very high, what's known as a color rendering index, a CRI. And this CRI is the approximation uh, on a scale of zero to 100, an approximation of how close the quality of light is to, you know, to outside solar light, to to the light from the sun that, that we have, you know, every day as we go outside at noon. Um, and that, that I think is what we talked about as well. You know, that's really important because otherwise operators can make a mistake and it's a, it's a simple mistake to see a gray cord, Versus a lighter bluish cord that looks a little like gray, and if there isn't a high enough CRI, it's very difficult to differentiate between those two colors.
0: I bet the uh, designers and the engineers love that—that that it's so quantifiable and that it's uh, you know a uh, a metric that is known and can be uh, planned for. But uh, absolutely. It, this energy uh, efficiency piece, uh, can you take us from there into what uh, some have termed the, uh, the greening of uh, data and uh, for sustainability and, and how uh, Lantana's uh, ethos uh, feeds into that?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, listen, I get it. <laughs> Lighting is not everybody's first idea of what to think about when they think of a data center. Uh, However, lighting actually accounts for anywhere from three to 5% of the energy usage of a data center on a yearly basis. So there is a material impact that can be had. I like to view of this as a micro to macro approach. You know, we know we have some hard truths that we have to face as a society, as an economy, as a world, as as a species. Those hard truths include that our environment is changing. And it is changing, you know, some would say far more rapidly than we had previously thought it would. And we need to plan, design, engineer and develop products that give us the flexibility to continue to live as we have, and then also to improve life for not only ourselves, but our, you know, subsequent generations. So I view every single component that goes into a data center as an opportunity for increasing energy efficiency, for increasing the impact that we as the digital infrastructure community can have on built environments, on on ensuring that we are being responsible stewards for the next generation. And that micro to macro approach we take the view of any time that our, our motto at Lantana LED is every watt counts. Every watt that I can save in energy efficiency can A go back to the owner for, a, say, another server rack, or B, that owner doesn't have to plan for and doesn't have to have redundancy for and doesn't have to have contingencies for in the future, and therefore can use less power overall. That's, you know, that's cost savings on a yearly basis, but most importantly, that's an efficiency that will affect how we view and how we interact with the environment around us. Uh, So we at Lantana LED really focus on developing the most energy efficient boards, LED boards possible, and developing the products that have and, and leveraging the products that have the least amount of inefficiency when it comes to ac to dc conversion uh, and then implementing that in the most uh, energy efficient as well as materials efficient manner you know we we leverage manu- offsite manufacturing which again comes from our dna from being originally an industrialized construction company we really leverage that to ensure that we don't have as much on-site waste You know, low voltage fixtures don't necessarily, in most jurisdictions, don't necessarily have to be put in, the wiring doesn't have to be put in conduit because it's class two wiring. Therefore you can save on the piping that you have inside of a data center, which is miles and miles and miles long. Um, There's also the question of that every watt counts that energy efficiency of the LED boards themselves. You know we like to look at some of the competition that we have out there and we stack up our fixtures of how much light output can we have per watt versus how much light put output you know our competitors can have and what we see on average is that for uh you know a standard eight foot fixtures we're able to save 10 watts per fixture on one of these uh, uh compared to some of our our competitors okay so 10 watts per fixture sure that sounds nice and all but that's only 10 watts and we're talking a megawatt or 40 megawatt facility at a minimum these days you know a a megawatt is is verging on just you know a portion of a data hole um so so why does 10 watts even matter this is where that micro to macro approach really starts what i what i view as the snowball effect OK, that's 10 watts on one fixture. But let's say a hyperscaler customer of ours has 4,000 8-foot fixtures in their campus. Suddenly, we're talking you know, 40 kilowatts on one project, on one campus. OK, let's say that customer, like all of these customers do, let's say they have 10 campuses. Let's say they have 15 campuses or 20 campuses suddenly we're talking in certainly the hundreds of kilowatts and quickly you start to spiral, you know, and snowball into megawatts at a time. So that's not just, that's not just cost savings on a per year operational basis. You know, that's also true energy efficiency and energy savings. That to me, that's really, you know, that's greening. It's, it's not a, you know, greenwashing. It is, we are as an industry, pushing product manufacturers to supply us with, and as a product manufacturer, I love this, to but to supply us with the most efficient products across the board, the most flexible products across the board that really deliver on our ultimate goal in kind of greening data of actually delivering tangible energy efficiency. And it starts at that micro level. It starts at the individual LED chip goes to the LED board, it goes to the fixture, it goes to the hall, it goes to the entire building, and then it goes to the entire campus, and finally, an entire programmatic approach. And those can have big impacts.
0: Without a doubt, and uh, very well put. Uh, Thank you for putting that uh, together uh, for us uh, so eloquently. Um, You know, The premise, you know, uh, of our uh, talk here, you know, we started off talking about digital transformation and then, then, uh, you know, just a few minutes ago, you mentioned AI, which I feel like we should have like a siren or like a red light that goes on,
1: (laughs) you know, with every
0: podcast because it's like it's going to come up. And I just wanted to add, you know, at Data Center Frontier in 2023, you know, we weren't the only ones, you know, it's it widely uh, held that, you know, 2023 on the heels of chat GPT and everything else with the GPUs and the many, many GPUs led by NVIDIA it was the year for AI. And now here we are in the data center industry, you know, we're at the, you know, on the precipice or maybe just over the threshold of, of another explosion of, uh, of uh, of building and development and uh, and data centers, so I just wanted to ask you uh, for your business uh, was uh, you know last year being the year of AI, did it uh, did you discern the needle uh, jumping uh, quite a bit uh, through those the last oh, twelve yeah. months?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and what we really saw was the need for development of new products. The need for development of, you know, uh or, or actually what I really should say as well is it's the need for different approaches to designing and engineering data centers. You know, I think I think this is from my perspective, you know, that's what really filters down to me and and to the manufacturing base is we need we have completely different parameters. You know, I think you've seen this over the years now, you know. The ASHRAE code even changed. It is now increased in temperature in order to accommodate for hotter hot aisles, in order to accommodate for different temperature constraints within data centers. You know, what's driving that? Chip level heat is absolutely driving that. So when we talk about AI, you know, there's the you know, every pun intended, there's the in-the-cloud kind of view of AI, which is, oh my gosh, it's all of the possibilities that and the impact that this will have on the way that we live life and the way that we interact with each other and also the way that we interact in economies, the efficiency of economies. All of that is well and good. But what we as an industry need to think about and what we as product manufacturers need to think about is Again, that micro view of okay, so how do we achieve AI? Well, we need to have NVIDIA chips. We need to have other types of chips that you know that are much denser, that have much higher heat output, and so we need to now redesign buildings. We need to redesign you know concepts of how we approach cooling, all around this idea of the chip has changed, the heat output has increased, we need to increase that on a on a yearly basis in order to accommodate for these new workflows, these new workloads, great. But that affects every single component in a data center. That affects every single micro product that goes into a data center. You know, what we talked about with the Arizona example uh, for one of our customers is still applicable here we need now to ensure that we have greater bands of temperature control and operational flexibility for our customers because some of them are creating data centers that you know i think it was announced a couple of days ago and and last year you know some of these companies want to have a 300 kilowatt rack yeah you know in order to achieve that we need to completely rethink the way that we design products and that's what we did last year so we saw a big boom in our product development ensuring that that 70 degrees Celsius, that UL certification for that elevated ambient operating temperature was present throughout our entire product suite for data centers and ensuring that our customers understand that as they're making these gigantic investments, as they're making these really impactful decisions around the creation of AI, they need to be thinking about the products that go into their data centers and how they're designing them for this operational flexibility.
0: Understood. Great points. Again, um, another thing we talked about. I remember uh, when we when we spoke at uh, in uh, Dallas, I asked you about uh, data center uh, locations, sort of the hotspots uh, from your perspective, where you're seeing a lot of development, where you're seeing a lot of uh, luminaires going in for hyperscalers. Do you, could you recap that for for our audience a little bit? When what we talked about? Sure,
1: sure. I mean, we're we're seeing it all across the country at this point. You know. Yeah. Traditional centers uh, for us, you know, the, the standard, you know, Northern Virginia, obviously, uh, but the, you know, and California in the Bay Area here, but also, you know, we're seeing it, uh, you know, in the new centers, the new hubs of what I would call the data, data center industry, you know, Arizona, uh, you know, Southern Virginia is up and coming, certainly the Atlanta area. Uh, and then, of course, also in Illinois, you know, in in Iowa uh, and in Nebraska, there's a whole lot of development there and huge in Texas, huge in Texas is what we're seeing. So I, I would say that at the moment, we're seeing a lot of this hub and spoke. But even this year, you know, we're seeing a lot of new potential sites and working with some of our customers in, you know, in regions that have not, you know, previously been on our radar, but are really have readily available power, have readily available water, and have uh, and have local municipalities who are open to data centers. And and of course, that's a huge, huge important aspect of this, which is just the the PR work, the comms work around this. Um, so I, I think what what we're seeing certainly are increases in investment in the major hubs. Uh, but new spokes being laid. Um, and then of course, new work being done by some of these, uh, by some of the not hyperscalers themselves, but uh, companies that are h- catering to the hyperscalers. Um, you know, DC Blocks is a great example of laying their own cable uh, and then creating an entire infrastructure in the Southeast of data centers built down there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh... 2024 um you know i think you mentioned alluded to you know what's uh, what's uh, on deck for uh, lantana uh this year anything you can talk about or uh, tee up in terms of
1: anticipation uh- absolutely absolutely yeah i mean we're we're really excited you know as, as i mentioned earlier we did a fair bit of product development this past year yeah. so we're really excited to bring our our Digital infrastructure, uh, you know, new digital infrastructure tailored products to market the edge line of products for us, uh, as well as continuing to expand our Lucent uh, line of fixtures that have already been existing in the data center market for more than a decade now. Um, but you know, we're, we're pleased we we with where we're standing at the moment. We we've we have illumination uh, in about thirty-two million square feet of data center space already at the moment. Uh, and we see that just continuing to skyrocket this year. So we're we're seeing a lot of new builds, uh, a lot of new expansion of our hyperscalers, and then a lot of co-locations as well are are reaching that time of uh, where where they need to renovate, uh, where they need to increase the energy efficiency because their customers are demanding it of them because that energy efficiency and PUEs is, is being written into either SLAs or, in fact, is being legislated on. You know, yeah. Germany has led that way, but Virginia, we hear, is not far behind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, did, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of conversions and renovations, um, which is exciting for us because, the level of efficiency from traditional, you know, traditional fluorescent lighting versus led is shocking. You know, an led fixture is anywhere from 70 to 80% more energy efficient than a traditional fluorescent fixture. So that to us is really exciting because we're able to provide that energy efficiency to our customers as they're going through their renovation projects.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Just such a a great quality of uh, insight, uh, really that you bring, uh, here to the table uh, talking about this, uh, this stuff. And, uh, you know, in in some ways I think about, uh, you know, I used to work on, on uh, Endeavor's uh, cabling uh, publication, you know, Uh and it's, 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 I feel like there's an analogy there between, you know, cabling and lighting in the data center. I mean, it's, you know, (laughs) it's, 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 yeah it's, it's essential. You know, it's it's the Absolutely. nuts and bolts that, you know, we have to talk about if we're talking about data center, you know, design and building and, uh, you know, the, the micro to macro stuff. It's just I feel like we could talk for another, uh, you know, half hour on that, but, uh, <laughs> but we are coming yeah. to the end of our time, but uh, not to uh, cut us off uh, immediately we get a few minutes left here but uh, was there anything more that you wanted to say about a 2024 uh, roadmap for Lantana and uh, maybe some uh, closing thoughts?
1: Yeah, you know, you know, I think, again, we're excited to see the, the new product lines being implemented amongst our customers already. You know, we're already beginning to ship some of them, which is fantastic. Um, we're excited to see those play out in the industry and across our other verticals as well. But, you know, to your point of cabling, you know, it is so... Lighting is often an afterthought. And we've had this conversation with many engineers over the years. You know, lighting is often an afterthought and it doesn't have to be. And I'm not saying that lighting needs to be your first thought when you're designing a, a data center, but not at all. But it is, to your point, essential. It is part of the fire life safety. It is part of the ability to get a certificate of occupancy. It is part of your ability to function and operate your data center safely and with the enjoyment of your employees who are precious, precious commodities at the moment and as it is. Uh, So for us, you know, we like to bring awareness to this subject. We like to, just like cabling, it's it's not the sexiest, it's not the most glamorous, but it is the thing that's going to keep your data center functioning. It is the thing that allows your employees and operators to be able to see where there's a problem. It is the thing that is that core fundamental, uh, that core fundamental product that allows you to have a data center.
0: Absolutely. And there's an aesthetic uh, comparison too, because, you know, the, you know, we've all seen, you know, the, the cable, you know, porn photos of, you know, these beautiful, (laughs) you know, know, and it it, it is impressive. And by the same token, you know, I've been, I've been on a number of data center tours now, and I can tell you that I was blown away by the LEDs in, uh, you know, yeah. I, I don't know if I should name names or not. I'm, not, you know, maybe yeah. maybe we don't have to. But anyone who's ever been inside an NTT data center, you know, I can talk about this because I wrote the article. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Nehemiah Emerson, who I interviewed down there in NTT in Texas, made he touched on a point that you made earlier in the uh, interview here, which is that uh, he's been there long enough that he's watched the, uh, you know, the in this uh, NTT data center in Texas, they have every color of the rainbow of LEDs going, you know, Mm -hmm. all over the place, you know, in in the hallways down, you can see down in the data hall. And Mm -hmm. and he said, they've, uh, you know, they're getting to the point now that data center has been open since 2017 and the the lights are uh, dimming. So maybe that's a lead for you, you know, maybe. I love it.
1: I love it. (laughs) No comment. No comment.